Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Movie Podders. Um, I'm Brian, and with me today is Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? I'm very well. You? Yeah, pretty good actually. Are you sure you're uh, Brian this week? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I went through a wee crisis last week, and I I thought I I wanted to be someone else. Um, naturally, I was drawn towards your persona. Naturally. Um, but um, I don't know, I just thought, you know what, actually I need to be who I am. I need to be my own person and not try to live by the examples and expectations of others. So That's good, that's healthy. I think so. I think it's a positive step forward and so we'll see, we'll see where we go from there. Good. But I'm alright. Um, how are you doing? You alright? Aye, okay. I'm quite tired, so the usual, you do say, the usual story. You, do, you sound a wee bit... Um, I don't know what the right word is, but just talking to you before we come on, you just sound a wee bit like you need a wee lift. Aye, so let's hope you can be that lift for me, Brian. Do you need a wee? Cu- do you want me to come round and give you a wee cuddle? Aye, go for it. All right, podcast off, guys. I need to go to Scotland. <laughs> give Ryan a cuddle. Um, so have you watched any <laughs> any new movies? Uh, yes, um, as you have also, sorry it was really hard to get that out there, um, <laughs> I went and saw The Shape of Water um, earlier on in the week. What was your your thoughts on it? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> um, I, think I, I think I enjoyed it, um, but there was just some stuff that like threw me off in it, um, so overall, thumbs up I think. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was excellent. It was a bit um, like I said, like I tweeted, I will never be able to boil an egg <laughs> again. <laughs> um, that was a bit bizarre. <laughs> there was um, lots of bizarre things in it. I think that's what kind of threw me, as I say. But um, I enjoyed it enough. I, I like the theme, like because obviously, like I like the theme that ran through it. And I don't know if this is just maybe I picked this up and it's not an real film, but like. Of being alone, mm-hmm. yeah, because it because it wasn't just the two main characters that were alone. Like all the other characters were alone as well. Aye, like and I thought that was quite a like a nice week. Not a nice theme. It's not nice for anyone to be alone. But like it was quite an interesting theme. Like it wasn't just the two sort of, for lack of a better word, weirdos that were alone. Mm-hmm. It was everyone else who seemed to be like in a function, a functional relationship or place or state of mind or whatever. Aye. Um, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, but yeah, like that's kind of like a, it's quite romantic as well with like old cinema with they like just it's a bit of a spoiler like they like like they both like TV with like her and her neighbour. Yeah. And watch it girl and stuff. I enjoyed that. I thought it was good. Yeah, I liked all that um, stuff, all that kind of the style and the kind of music and all all that type of stuff in it. It was just like some of the fish porn elements that I didn't enjoy <laughs> so much. So, um, but it's this, but it's that side of of Beauty and the Beast that you don't see. That's true, Brian. That's a good point. Aye. So, like, it, they just this was just right there for you to to. Um, Going into a mini spoilers, like spoiler here. 
So, I don't know, fast forward for two minutes if you don't want to hear it, but see the bit when she tells Octavia Spencer's character what's happened. Uh-huh. I feel like Octavia Spencer's character deals with it too well. I know, aye. <laughs> like, that would be my only... That was the only bit I was just like, mm, she's dealing with that far too well. <laughs> like, as if that's... Oh, yeah, the, naturally that's what would happen. Like... Yeah. Should be a bit disgusted. I like Michael Shannon in it though. I like him in everything, yeah. not really, but. I, I, I was thinking when I was watching this, like, how's he. I wonder why he. I never heard any buzz for him to get nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm a big Michael Shannon fan. Although the, the guy, Rich, is it Richard Jenkins, that played the, the neighbour? Ah, he was good as well, aye. I thought he was excellent in it, so. I mean, fair enough. I thought, I, he probably does deserve an, a nod for the best supporting actor. Um, yeah, it was good. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but we'll we'll move on to this week's movies and the news that has been given to us. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, you, you this is your bit. Well, you've not announced this bit, so I didn't know what I was doing, Brian. Well, we do the same thing every week. Do we? Aye. Look, okay. look, Brian. Just because you're tired and you're feeling a little bit unwell. I don't feel that you should use that tone with me today. I'm sorry, Brian. I apologise. <laughs> and I forgive you. So, with that then, the first trailer is for Submergence. Um, this is directed by Wim Wenders. Um, so, it is described as, in a synopsis, um, in a room with no windows on the eastern coast of Africa... A Scotsman, James Moore, is held captive by jihadist fighters. Thousands of miles away in the Greenland Sea, Daniel Flinders prepares to dive in a submersible um, to the ocean floor. In their confines, they're drawn back to the Christmas of the previous year, where a chance encounter on a beach in France led to an intense and enduring romance. Starring Alicia Vikander and James McAvoy. What's your thoughts on this? Um, well, the first thought I had when I saw it, I was kind of taken out of it because my first thought was, oh, he's obviously just finished filming Glass. <laughs> so, right. like, that was the first <laughs> thing that came into my head just with his haircut. I was just like, he's clearly just finished filming that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, it, it, it's one of those ones that's like, it, it's not going to get me excited. I don't know if I'll ever be excited about a film like this. But it looks, it looks decent enough. I mean, I really like James McAvoy. It's quite good that he's going to be playing a, actually a Scottish person this time. Um, and I like Vikander enough as well. So I think just the fact that they're both in it, and I think the movie's going to rely on the two of them a lot for how good it is. It's probably going to be, at, at the worst, like a, a decent watch, like a, something that's worth watching, I'd, I'd imagine. Well, here's hoping anyway, but yeah, it. I don't know. It didn't really give t- too much away. Like, I mean, I'll, the synopsis there pretty much was the trailer, and like, you, you don't see the the end outcome. And I think it's going to be one of these films that, like, it's not all in chronicle, chrono- chronological order. It's going to be jumping about, and t- with the time. Yeah. So, what do you think then? The bits when it looks like they're 
um, separate are going to, is going to be the past or the present? Like, do you or is that what that? I think that's going to be the present. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think some of it as well. So I think, like, like obviously James McAvoy gets captured. I think he's going to like be getting like tortured, and then I think it's going to like flash back to like a moment he had with Fikandor in France. I also think some of it's uh, dreams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like I think there's a I just I felt like I some of the scenes were just like. I mean, I, I think I think McAvoy's character might die. See, I thought that initially, but I think it might go the other way, and I think she might die, and I think they're going to lead you down the path that he's. It's going to be McAvoy that dies, and no, that he lives and she dies. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like you're going to, you when you're saying you're just down the path, like. Aye, I think they're going to be. No, that's a good show. Actually, it would be, yeah. Um. But yeah, but you're probably right. I think I think one of them's going to die, and I think there's a dream sequence in there that's like whoever it is thinking about, or like who they want to be with, like the last sort of thoughts type kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I have no premise for this. <laughs> like I just, I just, I don't know. That's the kind of vibe I got from the trailer. Aye, I, I was the same though. I, I felt, I felt that as well. I thought it's kind of similar things all leading you. To believe that, and that one of them at least is going to die. Um, and you say about the kind of dream sequence of things. I hadn't heard anything about this at all, but I'm quite interested in it now. Um, so I'll probably want to see it when it comes out. Yeah, well, I hadn't heard it until we we said there was an image released last week, and then, oh, yeah, and then there was a trailer this week. So, um, which tends to happen. They tend to release images followed quickly by by uh, trailers. But yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd go see it unless I happen to be really busy around about that time. I'll, I don't imagine I'll miss this one. The next one, however, I might miss <laughs> because I'm too scared. Yeah. Um, I want to tell the people about that one. Okay, so the next trailer is for Hereditary. Um, I find that word very difficult to say. I don't know yeah. why. Um, so director is Ari Aster. Um, synopsis. When the matriarch of the Graham family dies, her daughter Annie suspects a presence was left behind, which has a bizarre focus on her teenage granddaughter Charlie. With the household under threat by supernatural force, Annie must explore the darkness to escape their inherited fate. Uh, starring Tony Collette, Gabriel Byrne and Alex Wolfe. And your thoughts on this? I mean, in terms of, I thought it looked pretty good. Um, I'm not entirely sure what it's about. There's obviously some sort of connection between the grandmother who's passed away and the grand, the grandchild who's still alive. Um, I think it looks really creepy. There's a bit in it, and and a little girl looks particularly scary. Um, but there's a bit in it when she's talking to her mom, and she's just like, um, "Who's going to look after me?" And her mum's like, well, I'm here to look after you. And she's like, she, she's like, yeah, but what about when you die? But it, it kind of had a tone of like, not like when something happens to you, like, oh, what happens when I kill you, sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and then the whole dollhouse thing as well was pretty creepy. And, Aye. Um, my, my problem is, is, is with horrors and... I, I, 
it's a kind of it's a strange genre for me. I, I I like it and I don't like it in terms of. I, I feel I've just seen so many horror films that that start off really well and they don't know how to f- to end them. And I, and so, I'm always a bit skeptical when it comes to horror films, just because of. I feel like so many so often the last thirty minutes just are a bit silly and a bit ridiculous and just over the top in, in my opinion at least so I'd be interested to see to see where it goes but I think as long as I've got someone to hold my hand I think I would go watch this one yeah uh, so I think that's a good point as well like so many horror films do that where they just don't know how to finish it and as you say they just things just escalate to stupid levels so um I've got kind of similar feelings about this. Uh, I like, I really like the look at it. I think this looks like it could be really good. And I'm happy so far that through the trailer, I didn't, I didn't really see anything that was, looked like it was like jump scary or anything at all. Yeah, looks, yeah. Looks like it's all more kind of atmospheric or, um, it's creepy, like with the music and everything. Um, I saw, I, I didn't actually read what the line of text said. So I don't know what this is in reference to, but there was something through it. Saying about the witch and split, I don't know if it was like same producer or same company or who what it oh, was. Yeah. But I saw that, yeah. if it's something along those lines, then I'd be happy with that because I enjoyed both those movies. So, um, yeah, it's as we've spoke about before, not greatest way horror movies, but I think this is one I maybe would go see, but probably be quite scared of. So, um, kind of, but not really looking forward to it. Doesn't Sarah like horror movies though? Aye, she does, unfortunately. Well, at least you've got someone to hold your hand though. No, but then I've got somebody to force me to go, so. <laughs> Guess. But Amelia would be like, no, you need to go by yourself. <laughs> I'm not coming with you. That's when you go. <laughs> so, let's take a pillow into the cinema with me. <laughs> eh. To, to hide behind. <laughs> right, last trailer then, which is probably. Both of our favourites, I think, maybe, possibly, is for Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, so it's directed by Peyton Reed, um, and it's set after the events of Captain America: Civil War. Scott Lang tries to balance his home life as his father, sorry, as a father, uh, with his responsibilities as Ant Man. When Hope Van Dyne and Hank Pym present him with a new mission to bring light secrets, sorry, bring to light secrets from their past. Requiring him to team up with uh, Van Dyne and the new Wasp. Starring Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Peña, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I really like the look of it. I mean, it's very much a teaser. I know it's like a minute and a half long, but it's very much a, a teaser trailer. What I liked about it was that Black Panther's coming out in less than a month now. In fact, it's just a couple of... less than two weeks now. And then... We've got obviously Avengers Infinity War and Black Panther's going to be huge and Avengers Infinity War's going to be even bigger and then this one's just scaled right back. Um, I think it's going to be like another heist type movie which I quite like. The humour seems pretty much the same as the, the original and I really enjoyed the original. Um, and I, it was quite weird that there's a bit in the trailer where he shrinks the building and I was just like, mm, I don't like that. But then two minutes, well, not, not even two minutes later, they shrink the car and then flip the other car with it. And I quite like that action scene. So I was, 
I was a wee bit tentative about what I was how I was going to feel about them just shrinking everything willy nilly, um, and then a bit a bit of Pez dispenser at the end. It's quite, I quite enjoyed that as well. Ant Man's got a bit of a silliness to it that I think I think you have to embrace a little bit to to enjoy the movie. Yeah, still there. Aye, um, <laughs> aye, yeah, you're cutting it a wee bit. Um, yeah, I would um, tend to agree. Although I did like the building shrinking thing. I had a wee kind of snigger at that when that happened. Um, quite like look, uh, Evangeline Lilly is the wasp. She looks alright. Um, yeah. Didn't see Michelle Pfeiffer in it though. Although as you say, it's probably just a teaser. But I didn't see her popping up at all. No, in I don't think she was in it. Um, but I, I, I like to look at it enough. Um, as we've spoke about in the past, I think I can't remember. But Ant Man's not my favourite um, Marvel movie, and it's quite low down the list for me. But um, I, I don't know. I, I never enjoyed it as much as most people. I don't think. Um, but looks alright, um, and looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. No, see, I enjoy Ant Man. I think like what's interesting is. Um, Mentioned we've got a couple of friends who aren't. Well, I, I, like I say, like one of them pretends he doesn't like superhero films, but he, he thinks they're all right. But our other friend Hoggy, who weird like like a weird dislike, like he's like an activist against them. He messaged us the other week and said he watched Ant Man and really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that in the group That's chat? Aye, but I just like him though. He like. One of the ones and no, like one of the big pigeons. So, well, I remember talking to Brayden about it. One of the reasons he liked it, he said he felt it was more like a comedy. Yeah, I can see that. It, like, like, and because obviously they had like Paul Rudd in there, who's a comedy actor, and so his timing is really good, and and all the rest of it. Whereas, like, Marvel has a lot of comedic moments in it, and well, I think they do it really well. But it's not necessarily actors who are. Who are maybe as skilled as, as Paul Rudd is at that? Even in even in Civil War, I think he he's he's really good with his humour as well. Paul Rudd, yeah. Obviously, that's what that's how, that's why that's how most people know him, isn't it? Yeah, I thought I thought it was interesting as well. We've seen this like the first kind of um, repercussions for like Civil War because he now seems to be like dealing with the FBI. Aye, dealing with all that. So it's interesting to see that that there's actually. People are getting done for being like superheroes or whatever. Um, so quite like look at that. Um, see as well. Do you know about the villain? Because ghost. Yeah, I don't know anything. No, I, I don't know anything about the villain. In terms of comic book stuff, I've only read Ant Man stuff and like Age of Ultron. Like it's been like um, what's the word they use? Not a cl- collaboration, but the, like event stuff. Like, do you know when they do the big event comics? Aye. Uh, like, and there's like loads of characters. I've never read an Ant Man comic, so can I tell you about Ghost? Oh well. Although Big Fishbone's going to be Goliath. It's what? Sorry. So he is a uh, big uh, Lawrence Fishbone is going to be. I think you called him Fishbone now. Lawrence Fishbone's <laughs> going to be um, Goliath. All right. Okay. Um, he's the one that snuffed it in Civil War, isn't he? The comic book. Uh, I think so, aye. Yeah. Um, 
So that's interesting. It'd be interesting to see, is he going to be like, is that who, in the past was he Goliath? Which is interesting, because obviously Fish, Fishburne's obviously a lot older than our general superheroes, and then if it was in the past, they'd have to explain that, or is he going to become Goliath? Who knows? Um, but we had a few more trailers. Um, this is one of the first weeks where there's a lot of trailers, and a, some decent. I mean, no, I think the three we, we watched were all pretty decent, but there's a couple of other ones. Um, well, Game Night, um, whatever you think of that. There was the first Purge, a teaser trailer. I don't know if you saw that. Nah, I didn't catch that one. Kind of like just like a wee infomercial about like how great America was, and like, and now we have a new tradition, the first Purge. So it's just kind of like a. I don't imagine that it's going to be in the film at all. A film called Mute, which I think is going to Netflix. A f- one called Unseen, which looks horrifying. Like, it looks really scary. Um, Sherlock Gnomes, The Week Of, and Disobedience. Did you see any of these trailers? Uh, saw the Mute trailer. Um interesting enough with that. It's got a very kind of Blade runner vibe going to it. So. Yeah, like... Some sort of dystopian future, kind of. Um, you should watch the Unseen trailer. Nah, not if it's scary. I kind of bored with it. Honestly, though, like, it's about a woman who's, like, getting stopped by some guy. And then it was all filmed on iPhone as well, which is quite interesting. Like, the whole fi- the whole movie was filmed on an iPhone. And basically, she's getting stopped by some guy, and somehow inadvertently checks herself into a, a psych ward, and then it's like, and then she's trapped in there, and it's like the whole thing. Like, yeah. By the end of the trailer, you're like, "Well, was there ever a guy in the first place?" Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, so you don't know if it's like she's like she was seen. Like it's that thing. Like you don't know if she was seen, but through like misfortune, she's become insane. And or was she could just insane the whole time sort of thing like Aye. it looks pretty creepy man um, and obviously just interesting that somebody's shot a full film on their iPhone yeah Aye. that's quite interesting um, anyway that's the trailers check them out guys if you've, if you've got any time let us know let us know what you think about them um, so first a uh, bit of movie news would just be um the early Black Panther reviews are, are very positive. I'll just read some of them to you just now um, with no accents. Uh, y'all, 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 <laughs> hashtag Black Panther, is everything I wanted and so much more. Ryan Coogler has changed changed game for MCU. My God. Uh, that was from uh, at Film Fatale, underscore NYC, at uh, Jen Yamato. Uh, Black Panther is incredible, kinetic, purposeful, a superhero movie about why representation and identity matters and how tragic it is when those things are denied to people. The first MCU movie about something real, Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger, had me weeping and he's the villain. Uh, At Slash Film, Black Panther looks, feels and sounds unlike any Marvel Marvel film to date. A visual feast, Wakanda is amazingly realised. The antagonist actually has an arc with emotional motives. Marvel's most political movie, so good. Hashtag Black Panther. At Brian, is it true? It? Uh, hashtag Black Panther is simply awesome, extremely bold, and as touching as it is thrilling. It boasts GOT style intrigue, crazy innovative action, and a deep bench 
of memorable characters. Top five in all-time Marvel movies. Easy. More later. Uh, at David... David Hurlich. Hurlich. Uh, Black Panther is like... Uh, is like a Marvel movie, but better. The action is predictably awful. But this is the first MC... MCU film that has an actual sense of identity and history and musicality. Wakanda is alive, whole cast is great, but the women and the war rhinos steal the show. Does this say? How does this make you feel, Ryan? Yeah, <clears throat> um, sounds good. Good to hear. Um, people are obviously enjoying it. Uh, I've heard a few other people like that follow on social media saying good things about it, like Campy and that. So. Uh, yeah, um, it's all positive stuff so far, so looking forward to seeing it. The thing I get most from it is um, everyone seems to be loving Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I find quite interesting because I, I like Michael B. Jordan, I'm a big fan of him. But watching the trailer, I, I didn't think I was going to really like this villain. Um, but it's, so it's really positive to hear that. Um, I think it's going to be, I think from some social media as well, I think this is probably going to be the second year in a row where we have this sort of movement in superhero films as well, because obviously they had the whole Wonder Woman thing last year, uh, and I think Black Panther's going to be a similar thing, obviously on a race kind of thing for, for black people in the black community, so that's really interesting as well, but I think it looks, I'm, I'm even more excited than I was if that's possible to see this just with the the po- like how positive it was, and did you hear that? Um, uh, I always forget his name, Robert Meyer Burnett on Heroes. I did not know. He was talking about this movie critic that he always li- that he likes listening to, and, and apparently the guy hates superhero films. And he was talking about, but this guy came out and said, like, I think he did say the first half still crap, like pretty much. Like I'm sure he elaborated a lot more on than that. But it's saying how like the second half was excellent and really good, and so he was saying like for someone who never liked superhero films to like praise it the way he did, it speaks a lot for how good the film must be. Yeah, that's encouraging, I suppose, to hear into it. Um, I, just going off of what you're saying, like I had some other things. Like, I think probably the thing I liked least about the trailer was the villain, and I thought. He just looks like your typical shitey villain, but yeah, from what you're saying, everybody's like saying that he's actually good. So, um, interested to see what or how he is in it now. Um, that's probably the thing I'm I take away from it most is that because I was already looking forward to the film and um, I expect nothing less than great stuff in Marvel. So. Um, yeah. It's interesting if they've actually got a good villain this time, then that's uh, that's the thing I'm probably most intrigued by. Yeah, because I mean, as much as we both love Marvel, like I think we would both agree that the villains aren't great, and it, it, they don't really take anything away from the movie because Marvel's very much set up their their cinematic universe to be like we're going to concentrate on the heroes. The villains are really like a plot device to move the story along. So it would be really good to get like a sort of memorable villain um, but we'll see we will anyway next wee thing which I thought was quite interesting was that Cloverfield 4 takes place in World War 2 and it's already finished filming uh, so the film will follow a group of American paratroopers dropped behind enemy lines 
in the run-up to D-Day who discover a supernatural secret in a Nazi-occupied village. Um, any thoughts on this? Um, I'm not sure. There's bits from bits of it that I like the sound of and other stuff not so much. So, um, I, I think I've mentioned before, like I like the Cloverfield stuff and I like that yeah. they do this type of thing that they just drop it out of nowhere and like the film's already done and that's it and I like the, the kind of mystery behind a lot of this stuff um, I like World War 2 stuff I like all the D-Day stuff so this is like hitting all the, the right notes but then I, I don't know I, I don't like these like twists on history sometimes like yeah, Nazi zombies and things like that like all that type of kind of crap I, I don't enjoy that stuff so um, I probably still see it though as I say I enjoy the Cloverfield stuff enough to probably have a look at it. Yeah, I mean, especially if the God Particle is good. Um, I just find it really interesting because here we've got a fourth movie that's finished and a third one that's been moved back. Hi, hi, that's weird. I thought that was quite an interesting thing, just the fact that, well, maybe they should have been focusing on the third one more. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like, and worry about the fourth one after they've sorted the third one. I don't know. Um, I think I agree with you. I, I have this thing with like in Transformers. I don't. I don't really care about that because I, I stopped watching Transformers films. But they wasn't the last one about King Arthur. Yeah, hi. I, I I have this problem with like things sometimes where they, like the movies seem to feel like they, they have a good idea, they have a good movie, and they're like, oh well, know what? We should actually suggest that this has happened forever. Right. And it's actually it's okay for th- some things to start at a specific point in history like so one was Cloverfield like 2008 or something like that I don't know whenever it was like it's okay that that's when that like humans first came in contact with that do you know what I mean that supernatural element it doesn't have to be from the past and so that kind of bugs me that that does bug me a wee bit as well Um, but yeah I, I was more interested in just the fact that they've They've um, they've already finished it, but we're but we've only we don't know when we're getting the third one now. Yeah, I guess um, probably just sit about in a shelf for a while, wouldn't it? Exactly. And then does it does it not get does it? What if the third one's poorly received? Yeah. Does it not get then? Does it not get released? I mean. JJ Abrams probably a big enough director that even if it's poor, he could probably still get the third, the fourth one out. Yeah, well, see the thing is though, like it, the the thing with the Cloverfield films is they're they're not connected as such. Like they're part of like the one big yeah. picture, but they're not connected, so they could just release it. I don't see why what would be the problem with doing that if they want to. Yeah, especially because it's a prequel as well, I guess. So yeah, no, you're right there. Like they could they could actually just um release it. Anyway. Uh, so, Luke Evans and Octavia Spence are cast in Ma, which is directed by Tate Taylor, and it's going to be a horror a horror movie. I was trying to find what it was about, but I couldn't find anything. Anything anything jump out to you about that? Uh, not really, just Ma. Because <laughs> I think he's like, <laughs> just a Scottish person saying, saying it. Um, Ma! Nah. Ma, <laughs> ma, what's for dinner? <laughs> uh, 
No, I like like uh, Luke Evans, like Octavia Spencer. So um, that if that's what I'm going off of, then yeah, interested, interested enough based on those two anyway. Um, and if it's a horror or a scary, then I don't know. I'll see a trailer first. Scary. Yeah, the reason I like this Octavia Spencer and and uh, uh, Luke Evans. Uh, Amelia was checking me last night. She says you always see a Octavia Spence. Ah, I didn't notice that. Spencer. <laughs> um, it's Octavia Spencer. Uh, the reason I'm interested is like one thing I find about horror films that it's never your top actors that are in them for whatever reason. It tends to be like maybe up and coming actors or people on their way back down to try to get back up or whatever. Like somebody's letting them in a movie. I can't think of too many horror films where it's like, well, they're proper A-listers. But I, I would have been, I think Octavia Spencer is a massive actor to be in a sorry Octavia Spencer to be in a, a horror film. And Luke Evans is very much on his way we are up as well. So I'm quite interested just by the fact that these two are in it, and uh, I guess what their role their role would be in it. Mhm. Yeah. I want. Yeah. It sounds like just based on that, like the math, like it sounds like it's probably some kind of southern film. I would assume. Um, maybe. Yeah. So maybe some kind of southern horror, and maybe it's of the ilk of like something like Get Out or whatever so I don't know I'm just spitballing here don't know maybe set in like when there were still colonies and stuff like that possibly that'd be interesting anyway uh, and Steven Spielberg is direct Indiana Jones 5 before West Side Story who? Steven who? Steven Steven Spielberg Spielberg Spielberg. <laughs> I know Spielberg. Oh, Spielberg. Um, do you want an Indiana Jones 5, Ryan? Ugh, I'm not really bothered at this stage. It uh, depends on what the day we're at. Um, I've still not saw The Crystal Skull, which... Oh, don't, from, don't see it, man. Yeah, from what I've heard is a good thing, so... Uh, I don't know, as I say... I'm, I'm, like, I, I enjoy the, the Indiana... Jones films, but I don't hold them probably as dear as what most other people do, so yeah. I'm not particularly bothered. So if they might have another go at it, then why are in? Um, yeah, but it just depends on if they're because there was talk for a while that they were going to go like kind of either reboot it or go back and have somebody like a Chris Pratt or Bradley Cooper yeah. come in. Um, I'd probably be more interested in that to be honest than an old Harrison Ford again, but. I don't know. Um, I'm really not sure. You? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with it being made. Cause I don't because like it could be excellent, so that doesn't bother me. But what, what my biggest thing is like, who wants it? Yeah. Like, like I don't know who's desperate for an Indiana Jones five movie. And like, I, and so I don't understand. I don't even understand like like the financial like implications because like as much as we 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 sort of like slate them like the Transformer movies I understand why they keep making them because they make loads of money so although no one's maybe crying out for one 
they put them out and for whatever reason flocks of people go and see these films same with Fast and Furious so I get I get why those movies are made but I don't know I, I don't see them making that much money from this like I mean I'm sure if they make money they make money and they're happy but I don't see it being like a massive success yeah I would unless it, unless it comes out and people are just like my word, this is the best Indiana Jones film ever, which I, I doubt it. Like a 77-year-old Indiana Jones. I, I think it's just really a reason so Harrison Ford can get him killed off because he's fed up playing him, fed up playing all these old people that he doesn't want to play anymore because he's an old grumpy guy and he can't be bothered with it. So he's seen it with Han Solo. I think he wants to off Indiana Jones and try and start some new thing. Maybe. Indiana Jones deed. There you go, you heard it here first, guys. Right. Big scoop. Cool. So, the rundown, uh, quickly run through this. Uh, Mike Flanagan to adapt Stephen King's Doctor Sleep, which is a sequel to The Shining, if I'm correct. Um, Jennifer Hudson to play Aretha Franklin in new biopic. Natalie Portman is replacing Rooney Mara in Vox Lux. Uh, both Ben Kingsley and Monica Bellucci have been cast in Spider in the Web. Michael K. Williams joins the cast of Superfly. The, the Superfly. Tom Hanks to play TV icon Mr. Rogers. Sam Rainey directing the King Killer Chronicle film. Uh, Bill Nye and Chris Gear join the cast of Detective Pikachu. Uh, Jim, is it Cavizel? Cavizel. Cavizel, uh, ready to return as Jesus Christ in the Passion of the Christ sequel. Emily Blunt has been cast in Jungle Cruise. Uh, Adele El Arbe uh, and Behil Falau are on to direct Bad Boys for Life. Uh, Fantastic Beast 2 won't explicitly express Dumbledore's sexuality. And rumours that the Han Solo trailer will drop during the Super Bowl. And then released this week we have uh, Phantom Fred, Roman J. Israel, Esquire, uh, Journey's End, and Den of Thieves. So we do. Sorry, man, so that's going to be a bit of a mess this week. Anything jumps out to you there? Um, a couple of things, I suppose. Not really too much, to be honest, but the um, first one you are mentioning about the Mike Flanagan to adapt Stephen King's Doctor Sleep. Uh, I don't know anything about it, do you? Like what Doctor Sleep is supposed uh, to be about? And I don't know, but I mean, I've never seen The Shining, but from what I understand, The, the Shining's like a gift, isn't it? A gift? Like you can, it's like, well, in terms of like, is it, don't you, can, can't you get like abilities from it or something like that? Um, no, no, I don't think Not so. Right. Um, the Shining is, uh, I know. like, I thought it was more, oh, I'll, I'll try to think how to describe it actually. Um, I suppose, it, I don't, yeah, I don't know actually, no, um, it's been a long time since I've saw The Shining, but. I don't think it's a gift. I'm not sure. I understood that the the kid in it, the wee boy, had like some sort of ability or something like that, or some sort of supernatural thing about him. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but it's about him. He's grown up now, and I know what. Whilst I don't know too much about the plot, I know that it's not going to follow on from The Shining. Okay. It's going to be very much different from it was. It was uh, what's his name on it, Stanley? 
Kubrick. Is it, yeah, that did the, the Shining, wasn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. It's not going to follow on from his um, movie. Apparently, Stephen King never liked that. What the Shining? Yeah. Yeah, I just read that before as well. I. Um, I just don't see the need to do it. That's the thing. Like, well, I suppose it does no harm. Like, it's it's that far removed from the Shining, but they're probably going to try and link it to it as much as possible. But it's no, no. no I think that. The Stanley Kubrick's version that they're not it's not going to be anything to do with that version of the, the movie I'm not sure how I feel about it um. Um, I mean yeah I get me I don't know what's the point but then the only reason I don't have mainly don't have a problem is like there is a source material for it so it's not like it's just a It's not just a sequel that they're trying to make up themselves. Mm-hmm. There's at least source material for the for this sort of thing. Anything else that jumps out to you? Uh, yeah, uh, the Sam Raimi directing the King, Crawler, King Killer Chronicles um, films um, or film. I imagine he'll be doing the the Name of the Wind one. Um, I'm interested. Yeah, that's why I asked you about that the other day. Um, I'm interested just to see what they do with it. Like I've I've read most of the the first book, and I didn't quite get it. Like it's pretty much just about student life. That's essentially what the book is about, kinda. So, um, I I don't know, but it depends. And I've not read the second book, so I don't know if things get bigger and better. So I don't know if there's more to to come. But um, interested enough in that. Um, so I'll keep an eye on that one probably um, and Emily Blunt in Jungle Cruise uh, I wonder how much of that is to do with the success of Jumanji that she's maybe I suppose she would have probably auditioned for this ages ago I would imagine so um, yeah that, that one interests me as well though uh, Jungle Cruise is a ride at Disneyland yes I another they're trying to jump on the old Pirates of the Caribbean. Also starring The Success. Rock, I believe. Jungle yeah, Cruise. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I wonder how much uh, the success of that. And I suppose she's on the, the Disney boat now anyway, isn't she? So, yeah, Mary Poppins, aye. Aye, uh, so... Um, uh, yeah, interested to see how that one pans out, really. Uh, one that I'm not interested in is the Han Solo trailer. Could have care less about that dropping during Super Bowl. Well, one of the reasons that, not so much the Han Solo thing, but what what's good, obviously it's Super Bowl weekend, tomorrow night, can't I wait, I love it, but there's always a few movie trailers during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. generally big ones, Yeah. but we get another Avengers one. I hope not, I, I really don't want anything else like that, that one trailer <laughs> we got is all we need. You realise we're going to get another trailer before it comes out, don't you? I'm just going to be here trying to avoid it, like, and just stay off any form mm-hmm. of social media. Can't... Ryan's after podcast till Avengers comes out, guys. Aye, that's it. Um, I think. What I mean, if there's any other big films coming out this year that we've not had it like things for, maybe Deadpool. Yeah, possibly. Did they not uh, normally announce this beforehand, though? Like, who's bought what slots? Not always. No, right. Um, not always. Mission Impossible, maybe they've just released a poster, so there's a good chance we might get a Mission Impossible. 
Yeah, that's a good shout. Trailer uh, during the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess probably feel the same with you about some of the stories. I'm quite interested in, in the Passion of the Christ sequel, whether it will actually happen. Um, I'm not sure it will. Um, but apparently that Jim, Jim lad was saying how bigger film it's going to be if it he says the biggest film ever if it if it gets made which um it it's only going to get made I think if Tom on oh my days I forgot his name it's not Tom Mel Gibson <laughs> Tom Gibson <laughs> I think the I think the Tom Cruise for Mission Impossible <laughs> Mel, Mel Gibson is going to direct it um I think the Dumbledore thing's interesting as well because obviously how J.K. Rowling came out and explicitly said that he's homosexual and also because like fair enough if they hadn't been like talking about it but apparently he was in a relationship with that who's Johnny Depp's character Grindelwald or something like that uh, I think so I'm not 100% sure so I think the fact that they're both in it and don't and if they're not going to address it uh, would be a bit a bit of a strange move especially because so many people were like happy with this news, excited by this news. So, like, there's a lot of fans who are um, would like that. Although, apparently, she got some criticism for it, and she did say so many people. I think on Twitter, I don't know what her exact words, but she did say something like, "So many people on Twitter angry about a script they've never read." Like, so maybe it's not. Maybe they will address it in some sort of form. But yeah, those two, Tom Hanks playing playing anyone is always interesting I, I don't know too much about Mr Rogers I've, I have seen clips of it but it was obviously it's an American thing we never really got it over here but I think Tom Hanks in a biopic would be quite good anyway yeah um, and whether I want to or not I know I'll have to go see Jennifer Hudson, Hudson play Aretha Franklin in, the, in that biopic when that comes out Amelia will make me <laughs> Um, just um, you remind me of something there just when you were talking about one of the stories with the Jim Caviezel <clears throat> did you know, here's a wee fact <clears throat> when they done the Passion of the Christ and he was up on the cross he got struck by lightning twice I did not there you go, there's your movie fact for the day that sounds um, horrible I, I wouldn't imagine um, it would be too good uh, too good happening that would it um, and I would imagine you'd probably take that as some kind of sign if you're making a film like that and get struck by lightning twice. You'd be like, oh, I'm off it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe you would. I Maybe it's like, maybe it's like, oh, you never realised the first time I don't want you to make this film. <laughs> here's, a, here's another one. <laughs> um, any of the films being released that you want to see? No, really. I, I unfortunately saw the trailer for that Den of Thieves the other day there, and it oh my looks bad. So, um, what's what's Johnny's It's the one about the war and the boys going to find. Oh, he needs to find somebody. No, they uh, taking a note to somebody or something like that. No, I, for what I saw, I, I didn't. I don't think I've actually saw the trailer, but I don't think I'll look at that one either. So, no, no, no for me. Um, Den of Thieves, yeah, Gerard Butler. Like when, when you're going to realise. You're not the bad guys. We're <laughs> the bad guys. I'm in a gang too, except we carry badges. <laughs> Get off my telly. He's <laughs> yeah. oh, so bad. He really, really infuriates me. Anyway, go talk about things I like now instead of general Bullard movies. Um, 
So back to the Marvel countdown, uh, just quickly run through it. 17 was Iron Man 2, 16 was Incredible Hulk, 15 was Thor The Dark World, 14 was Iron Man, and number 13... Iron Man 3. Which is... Yeah, sorry, Iron Man 3 was number 14. Yeah, Iron Man's like way down the list. It's like, well, or up the list. I don't know how you would say that, but anyway. Uh, number 13, which is quite good because we've just talked about the sequel, is Ant-Man. Yes. Yes, we have. What's your thought? What's your thoughts on Ant Man? Uh, well, as I mentioned earlier, that was probably a wee spoiler, so probably shouldn't have said that. But as I mentioned earlier, um, it's not my favourite. This is one that kind of sits in between the films that we've mentioned, you mentioned previously there, and the ones that have still to come on the list. So this is like one that kind of sits in a kind of weird zone where I enjoy it, but it's I don't think it's reaches a certain level compared to all the, the other Marvel movies for me. Um, but I really enjoyed the, this is the thing about it, like I enjoyed everything about it, like everybody in it and I just don't know, it just, there was something I, I can't quite describe it, there was something there for me that didn't quite do it um, but I like Paul Rudd in it um, he was really good and Michael Douglas, I really enjoyed it as well so yeah. um, I think the villain I had big problems with, I really didn't, I don't like the actor who played the villain and I don't didn't like the villain in this one either um, but I had a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed, like the fight on the train set and all that type of stuff. Yeah, uh, I, thought, I mean, I think the action's amazing in this film. Um, it's so different as well. Like the idea of like, I love the bit um, when he's like they're shooting at him and then he shrinks down and he's running through the little model, like he's jumping over like a model car and the model building and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that little scene. And it's got touches of Edgar Wright in it as well. I know he didn't direct I know it was Peyton Reed, but there's certainly little touches of, of Edgar Wright. Um, I get what you're saying about the villain, but I mean, you could say that for almost every film on this list. That the villain's not... I mean, you like Ronan though, don't you? Yeah. For me, like this, this villain was like Iron Man 2 level of villain. Like, I, I just didn't did not like it at oh, all. No. That's not fair. In your opinion, it's not. In mine, <laughs> I, I honestly, I hated the, the villain in it. And again, it's probably wow. because I like. I don't like the the guy. The actor. Uh, it's, that's probably like partly why. As if it was somebody I like more, I may have had less of an issue with it. But um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I kind of on the fence with it. I like the whole yellow jacket thing because I like the action scenes with the villain. I think they will. And I, I think it, I think the villain looks really cool in terms of the suit. Uh, my problem with the villain is it, it very much has that spoiled child feeling about him. Aye. Like toys at the pram sort of thing. And I don't like that side of him. As, uh, so I would agree to an extent with the villain. But I do like the... Because of the the, the kind of villain Yellow Jacket is, I like the fight scenes that we got. And like, like you say, the train set is just a... It was just a brilliant scene. Like, who would have thought, like, if you'd said, oh, by the way, the, the main fight scene in Ant-Man's going to be on a toy train set. Um, It's going to last, what, five, ten minutes, and you're going to love it. You probably would have been like, that sounds stupid. But it was excellent. Yeah, I like the humour. I like Paul Rudd. I think Paul Rudd's excellent in it, actually. Um, and Michael Douglas. I didn't think I was going to like Michael Douglas, uh, but I actually really enjoyed him. And it was nice to see um, 
what's her name from Lost? Evangeline Lily. Yeah, just because I've never really seen her anything other than Lost, so it was quite good to have her back on TV, or at least in my opinion. She was in film, did you see Real Steel? I liked her in that as well. No, I've heard that's quite good. I, I really enjoyed it, it's quite a good film. I, like, I thought it looked awful, and that's why I never went to see it, and then everyone who says they've seen it is like, oh, it's a pretty good film actually. Yeah, I would recommend it. Um, cool. Well, that's that's uh, Ant-Man this week, number 13, so we'll tune in next week to see what's number 12. Um, so, Twitter questions. One from at Mick underscore K86. Is Nick Cage a good actor? Yes. It just makes bad choices. I think no, he's probably checked out, but I would say yes. Or was a good actor is probably a better, um, better way to put it. Yeah. I don't know. He's got an Oscar. You don't get an Oscar for nothing. What was his Oscar for? Uh, Leaving Las Vegas. I've not seen it, but by all accounts, it's good. I see my my favorite my sort of favorite Nick Cage films aren't don't really display that much. Like I like I like Face Off. Aye, yeah, like those are some of the best. I like I like Connor. Do you know what I mean? So they're not exactly... I quite like National Treasure, the first one. I uh, don't think I've seen it. I quite like that. I don't know if I would like it now, but I remember when it was out and enjoying that film. I, I don't know. I'd, I, I think he's an okay actor. I think you're right. I think he's checked out. I think I, I think even like Kick-Ass, he shows that he's, he's a good actor, the first one. Yeah, I... I'll try to think, yeah, yeah but yeah, I he was in it, aye, that's right. Um, it, it shows that he has the, the the ability to act, but you're right, he's checked out. I feel a little bit sorry for Nick Cage, because apparently, like, he doesn't go on the internet anymore, because he just became this, like, sort of joke. Yeah. Now, hasn't he? With memes and what, not like, he's all, his face is everywhere. But actually, like, as much as you laugh, it must be pretty. That must be pretty hard to live with. Yeah, I would imagine like, so. But that's like what you, you get. But it's part of the. No, yeah, there's an aspect of like, especially, especially now. Maybe not so much when he first started acting, because obviously the internet wouldn't have been as, as prominent. But yeah, if you're signing up to to sort of showbiz life now, like that, you I mean probably more wrongly than rightly like that's that's the cons- that's one of the consequences of of fame but yeah to answer your question Mick I, I would say he's above average in terms of an actor uh, the question is is he a good actor it's not is he a great or the best actor yeah I guess so yeah I guess that's a good point he is a good actor yeah um, I would definitely say so like there's enough films in there like The Rock um as you say, face off, Connie. Like they're some of my favourite. Like I could just stick on any time films. So yeah, Connie has been brilliant. Like it's it's kind of, it's a bit awful, but it, like put the bunny back in the box, Ryan. Put the bunny and like see like <laughs> Steve Buscemi in that film. Aye, so good. And what's his so, yeah. face, um, Malkovich as well? Like that. Yeah, there's like. It is like it's a, it's a pretty bad film, like if you think about it. But at the same time, it's an amazing one to watch. Like it's just so watchable. What is it? I can't remember what it is, but like Simon Pegg's character in Space says it's the best film ever. 
and he gives like reasons like John Malkovich for the acting, something to do with the action, and then there was a third point as well, and like, it was like it was just three points why it was the best film ever. Mm, I don't know. I've not seen that. Have you never seen Spaced? Uh, yeah, so I've seen Space, but I don't think I remember that bit from it. It's definitely in there. Um, we've got one more question, which is... Just another interesting... Just, I don't know, because I found this out one day and I was like, oh, jeez, oh. Do you, but you know he's, like, obviously he's related to the um, guy who did The Godfather. Who, Marlon Brando? No, uh, no, the director, Francis Ford Coppola. Alright, okay. Uh, he's related to him, and then, do you know Jason Schwartzman? Schwartzman? Who is so. Gideon from Scott Pilgrim. Alright, okay. He's related to him as well. There you go. More movie news, movie facts, movie trivia. Love it. <laughs> you sound overjoyed by that. Man. I have, it's crying. Um. Can I move on to the... If you must, I... I on you go. Um, this is from at Emilio Sophia. Uh, two-part question. Any movie that you were excited about and ended up being a massive disappointment, if you could back, go back and remake it, what would you change about it? Uh, I've got a couple of films for this that I have listed. I don't know if maybe one of them you'll have, but I'm not sure, but... Um, my most recent disappointment, um, like big disappointment, was Batman v Superman. So on my list. Yep. Um, and then other one I've got noted down would have been the most recent Godzilla movie as well. Alright, okay. Um, I couldn't think of anything else outside of those two, so there probably is like a lot more, but those are like my two kind of big disappointments of recent. Well... I'll tell you mine first, and then we we can talk about them. I've got Wolverine Origins. Yeah, that would be probably there. Um, one, I wasn't massively excited about it, but I, I was intrigued because I, I never liked the fr- I never really liked the franchise. But then Casino Royale came out, but then Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Batman v Superman, I had, I had as well. Um, so do you want to leave Batman v, v Superman for last, since we both got it? And we'll talk about our other ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, on you go. Or do you want me to go first since I've got two? I go for it. We can do. So Wolverine. Um, personally, like I, I would have liked more Gambit. And Wolverine, I was a big fan of Gambit from the the cartoon. And I thought actually Gambit and Wade Wilson, not Deadpool, but Wade Wilson, were two of the best things in the Wolverine film. Um, I, I have no problem with Wolverine fighting Deadpool at the end, but I would have obviously liked. Deadpool as he is and how he should be, how that would work, I, I don't know, but I, I probably would have liked a tone closer to Logan as well. Um, I, I think just I know, and obviously we got Logan because of the success of Deadpool because of the R-rated thing, but I just feel like it, it, it's okay to tone Wolverine back a bit and the X-Men movies because it's an an ensemble so it's not just about Wolverine, it's about everyone so you need to make the movie work for that, but I think with a Wolverine film I, I would have liked the studio to have been brave enough then to say this is Wolverine, this character is is, is violent and 
troubled and like so the tone needs to be different it needs to be sort of set for a different kind of audience and what what they would have done this story I don't know and I, I'd appreciate it if they just spent a bit more time on the special effects as well in, in that film. I think that's what I was going to say I would have liked it if they finished it that's probably <laughs> my main thing um, and so you, you said Godzilla Godzilla uh, yes, <laughs> uh, I I think with this one, I I was enjoying like the the movie like so much, um, and then but I, I remember leaving just like really disappointed, and I think it was just mainly because they done so much teasing, like they teased us yeah. constantly through the film, and then did nothing with it until the end. Obviously, you got yeah. your big fight, but th- th- there wasn't enough for. There should have been three big fights in that film, and there was only one at the end. Yeah, I would have even taken two two fights. That would have done me. I didn't need three, but aye, that that was probably my uh, main problem. And was, Brian Cranston getting off so early as well was because he was like in all the advertising. Yeah, and also he, he was excellent in it. Aye, yeah, that's probably like, more important. Like it, it, I was, I remember like really enjoying his performance. But you're right. It's the scene at the airport that that bugged me the most. Yeah, where the the teasing, I was just like, "Oh, brilliant!" And then it cuts away, and you're like, "Um, I'll go back, go back to where you were. I want to see what happened there." Um, that's a good one. Quantum of Solace for me. The reason is, is that like I say, I'm not not a big James Bond like fan, but I I really enjoyed Casino Royale. I thought it was different and sort of shifted in tone and more sort of. Grounded, sort of James Bond, if if you want, and it it was it was okay. I mean, I, actually, I don't I mean the second half of the film, especially, I really don't like. But there's a scene in Quantum of Solace where he's at. I don't know if he's at the opera or some sort of theatre thing show, and he's sort of like on one of the the railings, and and all of a sudden, like he starts talking to all the criminals that are there, basically letting them know that he knows about them. And I was just like, oh, brilliant. Stuff's about to go down. What's happening? What's going to happen to this? And nothing ha- comes off the back yet. It ends up going down like a personal vendetta thing for James Bond and then that lassie. I don't know who the lassie is that's in it as well. And I just I just like remember like from, like it wasn't a very good film anyway, but from that, even from there on, just how much disappointed I was with that film because it, like... That was more of a, like, the film was leading me to believe it was something and then it just never came off the back of it. And then people were saying, oh, but that you're going to find out more about that and the, the the film's coming up after it. Nothing. We've never had anything off the back of that scene. And it's the only good scene in Quantum Solace. Oh I never saw it. I had um, dodged that one, so... I was so, I mean, I, maybe, maybe it wasn't a good scene, maybe it was just me, but it's just like, it's basically saying, like, do you know how they do those wee things when, like, um, I don't know, Ryan Johnston, leader of such and such, blah blah blah. Like they do, like we like bios on them. Obviously, as they're like as they're walking into the the theater, and they all sit down, and they've all got, they're obviously get earpieces to to communicate with each other. And somehow he's tapped into it, and he basically just says like he said like he knows about them, he knows what they're up to. I'm gonna stop you, kind of thing. And you're like ah, oh, like how cool is James Bond? Brilliant, but then nothing happens after the back yet. Garbage. Mm, that doesn't sound good, does it? Batman v Superman. Yes. 
change about it? Uh, oh, there's, there's so much probably uh, I would change about it. Um, by and large, I enjoyed it, so it's not like it's a movie yeah. that I disliked, but I was just left feeling they could have done so much more with it. Um, and I, like, I don't like doing it, like comparing the two, but you always like look at like what Marvel's done compared to them, and like the Avengers was such an event, and this felt like it was an event that just didn't meet the expectations. Um, so, anyway, changing it, I think I would have kept the same kind of tone to it, but I don't know. I would have changed the way that it was actually put together. Like I think we've both got the Ultimate Edition. Um, and I think I can't remember if you said it as well, but I, I definitely enjoyed the Ultimate Edition a lot more than what I did like the cinema cut. Because well, there's more, there's more, there's more Superman Clark Kent in it, so you sort of the film is very much Batman's perspective. Yeah, of events and th- things are cut cut a different way, so like things play out slightly differently in in that edition. So I I, I think like things like the editing would have been different for me, and maybe we'd had a different cut in the movie. Um, but I, I those are like some of the things I would have changed. Um, it's probably more, yeah. but I can't think of hand. My biggest thing is like and I, and I. I would just like to say, I completely understand as to why it never went down this route. It couldn't go down this route because of they're trying to build a, a cinematic universe so that they can make more movies. But I, I, I would have, pref- I would have liked some sort of Dark Knight Returns, like as close to that as as possible in terms of, like Superman almost being like a government stooge type character, and I didn't like. Do you know the whole like? We never got it. I thought we were going to get like the whole. I want you to remember my hand at your throat. I want you to remember the one man who beat you. Line from the Dark Knight Returns because that bit's brilliant when you read it in the book. Aye. Um, and they did give us some cool things. Like, see the whole like, do you bleed bit from Batman? Mm-hmm. Like he's just his Batman sort of like unexplainable confidence that he can beat this guy like I don't know if he really believes it but like he certainly presents that he, he he believes it and like even just a bit see the bit when they squared up to each other when Superman rips the doors off the Batmobile and Batman's like doesn't he back down he stands up and squares up to him like but the problem is we saw that in the trailers yeah yeah so you couldn't even get like so some of the, the, the some of the sort of like you know those like little moments that kind of make you like give you goosebumps a wee bit and they still did they still worked for me but I think it even, it had even more effect had they not had they been not in the trailers and I think you're right I think if somehow they could even understand the film was very long but even if they'd given us more of an idea of like yeah we we understand why Batman doesn't like Superman but we don't really understand why Superman's got a problem with Batman yeah so the film almost feels like Batman's just been a jerk, <laughs> and like, do you know what I mean? Though, like, Aye. I kind of um, just flipped that bit the whole like very quickly, didn't it? We like Superman deciding, right? I'll just need to batter you then. Aye, exactly. So like, if we had more of our understanding, like, well, Superman's like, well, actually, this guy's becoming a problem. He's taking things into his own hands. He's doing it, like. He's, he's going to put things in the incorrect way. I'm going to have to step in and 
but it was more like he's pestering me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bar him. It also gave us one of our worst, in my opinion, oh, worst movie yeah. moments: uh, the Martha incident. Especially, I think, because like in my head, if I was in the process of killing someone, and then they said a loved one's name that I'd lost, would that not just make me more angry? Yeah, it might have been because I'd mean, maybe not. I don't know. But, yeah, that's awful. So anytime you barring me in the future, I'm just going to go, Jackie. <laughs> More ag. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> Getting a fight with somebody down the street. What, before we start this, mate, what's your mum's name? <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, we think with it's... It's my safe word. <laughs> it's like he's been, your mum. <laughs> but, not quite. <laughs> Uh, some of the action in the film is excellent, though, isn't it? Like yeah. the, one of my favorite, like the between fights between Batman and Superman, and then Batman's. I love the the fight scene with Batman with the when he goes to save Martha. Aye, that's really good. Yeah. Um, kind of reminded me of the. Have you played the Batman video games? Nope. Oh, they're quite good. I think you'd like them. They're actually really good. Anyway, we're not really talking about video games, but... Cool. I think that's us for this week, Ryan. I believe so. So, do you want to do it again next week? Aye, I know. Aye, go for it. Are you, are you free on Tuesday night? I believe I am. It's your idea for Tuesday, so... Then I will be. Um. I think we're going to be doing another podcast, guys, a, a movie with friends, um, with uh, none other than my brother, Alan, um, who has to follow Robbo, which I've heard is a daunting, daunting for everybody. Yeah, I, thought, I hope he's um, got some uh, facts and stuff for us to learn on this, because I've now become accustomed to that, that people who <laughs> are on need to teach us whilst talking to us so yeah we need educated as much as possible as well so true yeah I doubt he will I'm not going to lie I don't I don't believe he will have facts for us but who knows Um, so I think we'll get that recorded on Tuesday get it up this week Um, and we'll be back next week next Saturday Mm -hmm. Uh, anything you'd like to say to the the lovely people nah nah no. You fed up with them? <laughs> Kinda. You fed up with them? All four of them. All four of them. So you're fed up with Sarah? Does Sarah even listen anymore? Yes. She does. So you're fed up with Sarah and Amelia. And then me and you to see how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. Oh, check us out at Twitter and Instagram at MoviePodders and on Starbucks. We both did a start. We both did a review for Shape of Water, so you should check that out. Um, but yeah, check us out on on Twitter and Instagram at MoviePodders. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, Ryan, say bye again. Bye. Oh, that's rubbish. Bye, guys. <laughs> bye.